Yo, what up, what up? You are tuned in to another episode of Behind the Baller. Yo, man. You might not be able to tell it, but like, man, <laughs> my kids have been sick. My wife is out of town. And she thinks like this, you know, like she stresses out on a regular basis. I get it here and there. And I'm the Mr. Worry Ward. I worry all the time about shit. But she's like, yo, you know, three kids, not easy. And I, I know, right? We got some help here and there. But, you know, like, I'm not tripping. You know what I mean? Like, she's gone for a week. And um, I got the kids. I got to wake up, you know, 6.30, um, get them ready, take them to school, then also pick them up. And it's like, man, that's, you know, it's what's got to be done. And I'm not tripping. I'll still, it makes my my day difficult to navigate through meetings and shit and, you know, whatever I got to do. But, man, it's... it's <laughs> and not to take away from what she does, it's amazing. I'm saying she puts in definitely much more effort and much more... It's um I, I just know how to manage all my time and, and I could do it. Can't do it all the time, but you know, she deserves to be away. So for this week, you know, we doing this. Um anyways, welcome to another episode of Behind the Baller and I, my throat hurts. I'm not feeling that good. Um took some day quail. Uh tell you the truth, man. I, I waited till the last motherfucking minute to get the recording going. Um, we got a dope ass episode coming ahead. We got some car shit. We're gonna continue on this car shit. In fact, next week is when I break down, I don't know what it is. It might be 40, might be 50 cars I've had. And I'm, I'm going to talk about every car I've owned. And uh, we got a lot of shit coming up, man. It's just exciting. Um, I got a lot of news, man. I just signed with like the biggest sports agency management company there is, XL Sports. Shout out to XL. Um, shout out to Matt and Eric, my agents. Um, shit's crazy, man. Speaking of agencies and all this, I'll talk, you know, anything. Listen, I called it. I said the Snickers chain game of the week. Well, I did, actually didn't, didn't say it was going to happen, but I, I said it would be nice for a Seattle player to get one, you know, especially after Tyler and uh, Tyler Lockett and uh, Hollister's game. Um, uh, fuck Myers, because that motherfucker deserves to get. He deserves, you know what he deserves to get? He deserves to get the shit, the piece of shit of the week. Um, he needs to eat the piece of shit, like wrapped up in a fucking gift wrapping candy bar wrapper. Fuck, how the fuck, I just don't get how you miss a fucking point after, I just, anyways, um, Tyler Lockett won Hungriest Player of the Week in the NFL, Seattle Seahawks player, number 16, he got the chain, um, I got to rap with dude a little bit, he made me a dope ass little video, and we just gonna continue, you know, pushing this through, yo, the hype behind this upcoming Monday Night Football game is fucking nuts, you know, nobody expected, nobody fucking knew. Nobody knew that the fucking 49ers are going to be 8-0. No matter how much I think their bitch-ass schedule was, nobody had any clue that they were going to be that. No one had any clue that fucking the Seattle Seahawks would be fucking 7-2. and We should be 8-1 and because of fucking that Saints game. But um, the Ravens walked, walked us. They washed us, period. That's, they, I ain't going to fucking even try to defend that or whatever. But yeah, th this shit is crazy. You know, um, we've been... Uh, the Niners rivals. That's just been a rivalry for, for at least five, six years now. And it's just been a big one. And I've always been like, man, fuck y'all. You know, we've won almost all the games versus them in the last five years or so. But uh, it's always been crazy. You know, it's, it's been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of shit talking. And uh, what I'm getting at is at the beginning of the season, I looked up the tickets and I found some really fucking amazing seats Real close, 50-yard line, Seattle side, Niners side, doesn't matter what the fuck it is. Real close. And I found these tickets for $202 each, 202 That might be less than fucking face value. 
All right. Them motherfucking tickets is over a G now. So, you know, it's, 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 it's serious. And, you know, anyways, man, by the way, the Lakers are motherfucking number one in the Western Conference. Lakers had a crazy-ass game in Chicago. I was watching that shit, man. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? We almost down by a dub. It's fucking third quarter. Like, can we get our shit together? And, you know, they're balling. It was just it was just a weird thing. And then we came back, and motherfuckers turned on the turbos. And of all people, Dwight Howard. I've never seen Dwight ever play this good in purple and gold. Never, ever, ever. In fact, I might not have ever seen Dwight really play like this ever. But Dwight, LBJ, and fucking Kuzma came in and saved us. We got it. You know what I'm saying? We got that W. That was a fucking crazy-ass game. Um, we got to get this this uh, Clippers game back because this shit is just eating me up. I, I hate the fucking Clippers. Um, another reason why I'm not feeling so good today is because um, I ordered this uh, chicken teriyaki. I love chicken teriyaki. I don't know. I've loved this since I was a kid. You know, I, I went times where I didn't go without it, whatever. But, you know, if you get like a good... Man, I love rice. I'm Asian, man. You know, especially sticky rice. Like good, like I don't know. I don't know. You know, sometimes Chinese rice is it. It, it is what it is. I love rice regardless, right? But Japanese and Korean people, the way they do their rice is a whole different level. It's just different. Anyways, when you get that that Korean style, Japanese style rice, and and you have the the chicken and everything, man, throw some motherfucking sriracha or some truff on top of that bitch, man. You know. The reason I'm talking about food that I enjoy, but the reason why I feel like shit is because when I was a kid, my mom and my dad used to whoop my ass if I didn't finish my food. Sometimes it'd be some food that I just love, like sukiyaki. Like, wow, my mom was amazing fucking. My mom was an amazing cook. I'm not saying that because of, you know, my, I feel like my taste buds are very mature and experienced and, and you know, but from the hundreds of people Thousands of people have tried my mom's food. They've been like, yo, your mom, Jesus Christ. And I've been to other houses and been like, okay, well, yeah, you know, use some motherfucking Campbell's tomato soup for this motherfucking kimchi chicken. You need to get stabbed. You know what I'm saying? Fuck is wrong with you. But it is what it is. You know, some people are starving. You know, they're going to say all that bullshit. You're not thankful. Fuck off. Anyways, my mom and dad used to, you know, hand these servings to us, whatever it was. And no one gives you small servings. I, and and I, I've practiced this, you know. You should have five or six smaller meals a day instead of having fucking two big meals or whatever the fuck it is. And I rarely have three meals in a day. And when I do, it's just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm like really fucked when that happens, right? But what I'm getting at is my parents whooped my ass. If whatever they put me on that, put on that plate, I don't give a fuck what it was. I had to finish it. Not every meal was a gem. Not every meal was the shit, but I had to finish it. If I didn't, I got my ass whooped. That stayed with me forever. So even if I have money, if I'm poor, if I'm rich, whatever the fuck it is, if I go to McDonald's and I order fucking two McChicken sandwiches or whatever and a fucking sausage muffin and I don't finish all of it, I still feel bad to this fucking day because of my parents. They deeply embedded that shit into my fucking head. So... Because we were kind of, you know, we, we were somewhat poor going, like, overeating has has been the result of that shit now. So, when I, my eyes get big, you know what a big ass, I ordered fucking two fucking chicken turkey plates tonight. Because my mother-in-law was hungry, and actually, I'm sorry, I got three. Because, you know, I, I wanted to spread it out, whatever, and I finished one, and now I want to fucking just vomit. Because I was eating some other shit. I just overeating because my mom, my dad, so you finish your plate, or you get fucked up. And I don't even fucking do that to my kids or nothing, but it's just like so fucking crazy, all right? Now we're going to go into something wholly, totally different, totally different, 
All right. I just need to drop this gem on you guys because I've been thinking about this shit all day from random DMs that motherfuckers are sending me to people on Twitter to just people in the streets. Today, today, yesterday was a weird day. It was like slow but big and like waking up early, getting less sleep. I just can't just get down and shut my brain down. I can't. Um, I got a lot on my mind. And you know what's fucking crazy? It's not even like, I mean, some of it's business, some of it's this stuff, some of it's stupid shit like I want a Rolls Royce Cullinan and things like that, which I could just go out and go get, but then I'm just like, nah, I don't want to like, I don't know. Then there's stupid things in my fucking brain. I'm like, yo, I need to get this stupid ass case or I don't know what the fuck. It, it could be anything. I need some magic erasers to fucking take the marks off the wall that Kaya drew on and just shit that I shouldn't even be concerned with. I shouldn't be thinking about this shit. Right, but there's just a lot of things on my mind, and people keep asking, "Hey, man, um, do you have a job? Uh, you know, can you can you make me rich? Can you? Uh, is there? You have any secrets to your success?" And 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 it's listen. I didn't say that when I wanted to hire these hundred, two hundred, three hundred people that this shit was gonna happen this month, last month, next month. I said it may take some time, but it's something that I'm gonna do, and. Going on, I had just been, you know, I was talking to some, my friend's kid who's 17 years old and just, just observing a lot of shit, not really talking and like, kind of like, haha, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and I just got to thinking about a bunch of shit. So now I feel like this is a gem and here we go. You know what? Right before we go, yo, listen, man, let me shout out my boy at Lakey Inspired. That motherfucker, man, Lakey, I know I've said it now. It's been like four episodes. I'm like, we're going to get up. We're going to get up next week, dog. I'm going to take you to some fire-ass Korean barbecue in K-Town, and we're going to get it in. Now for this gem of a rant like a motherfucker. So check it out, man. Sadly, today, people have just really don't have natural instinct and i noticed that i'm watching motherfuckers fight over fucking popeye's chicken fucking sandwiches and just like my lord um people just don't have the natural instinct that i feel like a majority of the world had in the 80s okay and some in the 90s maybe some in the 2010s and the crazy part is we're two months no, no we're less than two months away from the end of a decade she's crazy motherfuckers got no common sense Okay, period. You can't judge something. Well, you can't judge something all the time based off of a first impression. All right. I say this because there might be 10,000 people out there who can't stand me, hate me, think I'm stupid, think I'm, think I'm broke, think I'm fucking whatever it is in any negative manner. Okay. Think I'm just a fucking idiot. But there are over 2 million people that I've got super game from fucking with me. And on any given random day, some of the people who have never met me before and don't know me, they might meet the majority or meet one of those thousand, 10,000 people who hate me and miss out on precious information. Do you guys understand what the fuck I'm talking about right now? Okay. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's just really about timing and everything, right? You could fuck around and, and, you know, you could fuck around and someone might meet one of your haters and you could still have so many fucking people who fuck with you and, and they, and they know that you're the shit, 
but they just catch you on that off time. They catch someone else that knows you on off time, and they just right there, boom, they make their judgment, and then they miss out, and they fuck up, and that's just on them, right? There's a lot of people who are great at what they do, okay? They could be fucking insane and rapping, singing, fucking dance their ass off, play basketball, can fucking make 700 three-pointers in a row with 45 hands on their fucking faces, right? And in real terms, be like, oh, you know, actually, they're, I mean, technically, because what they do, you know, in consistency, whatever, they're, they're professionals, right? Even in their trade or whatever it was, guess what? They still might not make it in their profession. Why? Because almost everything is oversaturated. Listen, this ain't a negative rant. I'm just telling y'all, people need to have thicker skin. It's not going to get easier for people just because they're fucking handing out trophies for participating in schools today does not mean life is going to be easier. If anything, that shit is going to make it 10 times more difficult because of the oversaturation. Everyone wants to be famous. Everyone wants to be fucking rich. And it's like, man, listen, man, some of the cheesy shit's going to win, right? But the excellent shit will always rise to the top and that's the stuff that goes in the history books and becomes legendary that microwave era one hit wonder shit that will fade the fuck away please believe it all right i'm also here to tell you that your gut can be wrong sometimes okay that's why you gotta have common sense again not everyone has it so your gut needs a backup plan that backup plan is called experience. Because with experience, you could always go back on that shit and it'll help you navigate through life. It's like a fucking GPS and it just, the more you know your city, you know when I turn on GPS in my car, it's not because I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I'm doing it for fucking traffic updates and shit like that. I like to know, okay? Anyways, you need to get the fuck outside your circle sometimes. You know, some people are just too fucking comfortable being around all their friends and everything. Oh, I got the, you know, cool, listen, just because I'm a loner, you know. I mean, I have my family and I have my, my chosen few. I can't imagine. I've never been, I've never been that dude to be like, oh, I got a group of 30 people in here and there. That's just not me, man. I, I don't know. That's, that's like, you're never going to get to fucking know anybody. I mean, you can, but it's, it, I don't know, man. You just, you ain't going to get that deep relationship, you know. Like, my homies, I know for real, you know. I know what the fuck they're, and it's not boring. It's something I love. You know, but you got to get outside your circle, man. You got to get away from your friends sometimes. Spend some quality time by yourself. Have a by yourself meeting every week. You know, fuck, have one every day. Shit, I have a by myself meeting literally every fucking day, okay? You need to write down your goals like it's a fucking grocery list and check them shits off one by one, two by two, whatever the fuck it may be. And sometimes they might not get checked, but you need to write them shits down and know this is what's going to fucking happen. Right? You need to stop worrying about being fucking right all the time and take a fucking chance and be wrong or fail. But make sure you learn from that failure and study it. But that's if you want to make it big, big for real. Or, you know, you can sit behind a desk, you know, work at a fucking laundromat. I don't know, take orders from someone else all day. And you know what, hey man, that's fine for some people, you know. They'll be like, hey man, that's, that's cool. That's just what I want to do. I want to check in and check out. Boom. But, you know, again, this is not a video game. You get three lives, all right? This ain't your practice life. There are real strikes against you on the decisions you make in life. Shit is real as a motherfucker, okay? I'm not talking about, you know, getting straight A's in high school and shit like that and how your report card reflects on your life. That shit don't mean nothing. Now, I'm telling you straight the fuck up. 
period, all right? That shit's just to build a little structure on you and some discipline and whatever it may be. I'm not telling you to go out there and get all fucking Fs and be stupid because if you get all Fs, usually, listen, if it's for attendance because you didn't fucking show up, okay, cool. But if you get all Fs, listen, man, you 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 in fucking trouble. You're going to end up in jail or, or I don't know what the fuck's, you're going to end up getting killed from just being fucking stupid, all right? But you can get all A's and not get into Harvard, okay? And at the same time, you could get into Harvard and you can graduate and not be guaranteed a good job, you know? And then what do you have after you have, oh, you got a diploma, you know? You got this diploma. No, you got $500,000 in debt and you got some bragging rights that you went to Ivy League school. Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here, listen, we live in different times right now, okay? A lot of things that worked for someone to become successful might not work for you, all right? And most of the time, that's right. I had to debt a lot of my homies back in the day because I wanted to make money, you know? I wanted to make money because money meant freedom and convenience, and I needed convenience and freedom to have some peace of mind. Now I have that, and I'd be like, oh, well, you're angry at this person, and you don't send them your peace. Listen, man, believe it or not, though, I'd be a fucking billion times worse. I want that peace for my kids now. I'm not worried about me no more. I don't care how much I stress and how much I kill myself, how much I break my back. Even if my kids don't realize it somehow, some way, if there's some just assistance for them, man, I'll feel good. And, you know, when I'm resting, all right, but I had to dead my friends back in the day. You know, there's a point in time where I, I just took off there. I'm homies with these people now. We cool. But there's a, there's a time where I went off. I was like, listen, man, y'all want to, you know, party all the time and do this. And I just can't go on this trip this time. You know, and at the same time, I didn't want to ask my friends for help or a job or shit like that. You know, I missed out on New Year's Eve parties uh, several years in a row because I wanted to DJ and I needed money. You know, holidays, um, again, big trips, big parties and stuff. Even when I'm DJing a party, you know, there's a bigger party somewhere else, but I'm getting paid a bag to do what I'm doing. And it's like, listen, I need to have that right now, my money in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I need to have that right now money in my pocket because I needed to pay bills and I needed to be responsible. I needed to fucking live my life, not somebody else's or depend on someone else. I didn't have a cushion, okay? Let alone, you know, I couldn't save for a fucking rainy day. You know, I, I, I didn't have that luxury. You know, that shit hailed and rained for years, all right? I couldn't save like that. And then when I did get some money, you know, I was out there spending like a fucking idiot because I never had it and whatever, all right? But I had to live for the day. I lived in that moment because tomorrow wasn't guaranteed. All right? Shit, tonight isn't guaranteed. And it wasn't guaranteed then. You know what I'm saying? So when I finally hit a big check, when I finally got like some real paper, that was like oxygen. All right? It was, it was not just oxygen though. I wasn't going to like, I had some money to spend, but it was like, all right, now I got some more paper and I can experiment more. Now I could finally use some of this money and plant some seeds over here, plant some over here, plant some over there. You know what I mean? And hopefully that shit would, you know, create a future for my future kids to come, you know? And like I've said, like in my early few episodes, my first few episodes, I said this on my podcast, some of these blessings that I've got over the last few years were from work that I put in 15, 20 years ago, you know? This again, man, th this ain't a movie. This ain't fucking back to the future. I'm talking about some real shit. This is all real. 
And again, nothing that has come by my way has been by accident. None of this shit is by motherfucking accident. Please believe. All right. A lot of these young artists and rappers and shit and whatever and people are successful on Instagram and social media, these guys couldn't duplicate their success by repeating their formula on how they got their bag originally. It just, they can't. They can't even duplicate their success. It's just not going to happen. That's why fucking Mike Way there. Super hot, super cold, right? Shit shifts now. It changes. And again, last but not least, not everyone was made to be rich or famous or successful. So some of you right now are like, what the fuck is Ben talking about? What does this all mean? It means there are no fucking guarantees in life. You got to be willing to gamble, take a chance, or live a boring fucking life and watch others live it on your punk ass Instagram page or on your TV. You know what? Most of that shit is bullshit anyways. Sorry, not sorry for that rant. <laughs> All right, man. So back to this car shit. Um, the guys coming up on this interview, uh, both have been in the deep in cars. One's been in the game for decades. The other one, um, I'm not sure, not so sure, you know, I met him recently, but they're both in two different areas of the car game and somehow they they both meet up in the middle. They've met in the middle. Um, Mark, he's more of a true JDM guy. He also loves vintage Porsches. Um, he loves vintage Japanese cars. He modernizes vintage cars and he's got some sick ass shit. He's just really humble and chill, but you know, he loves them slam like I do. In fact, uh, he had a, a JDM minivan way before I did. Like he's, he's, he's on point, you know, He's just not the type of dude to go get a brand new Ferrari Lamborghini. It's not a fast shit. It's just, you know, I don't know. Paul, he's a, a different type of dude. He's the founder of the club that I'm a part of called Van Culture. And the Van Culture is deep as fuck. And these guys are really about that van life and really about that family life. You know, these guys are all just good, super decent guys. Just a bunch of fucking really nice just super decent fucking human beings, all right? Mostly Asian. In fact, I'm sorry, probably like 90% Asian, uh, mostly Filipinos. They like to cruise, long trips, you know, family, everyone just, just you know, they're just good people. They cruise on the slammed, fixed up vans. And uh, I got both these cats on the show. So let's get into that right now. You know what? Actually, I was going to say this, man, real quick. Um, people have been hitting me up and asking, you know, if I had like an email, like a an email address to ask questions on and everything. So check this out, man. If you have a question for me, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review under Behind the Baller Podcast. All right. And when you leave that five-star review, ask a question and it'll get answered. You know, once you do that, you could also email behind the baller pod at gmail.com. Like I said, leave a five-star review. You got a question about something. Also, one thing, I you guys did this before, especially if you don't live in Los Angeles. If you live in LA, cool, you know. I want you guys to show me where you're listening to Behind the Baller. Um, screenshot a picture. Take a picture. Not screenshot. What the fuck am I talking about? Take a picture of where you are in the world. It's so dope to see motherfuckers in like Malaysia and Russia and everything else. Take a picture outside. Where the fuck you on the train, you know, in a car, outside your building, inside your house, your apartment, wherever the fuck it is, on vacation. Take a picture, hashtag behind the baller, tag at Ben Baller Pod, and we'll motherfucking, you know, um, repost it in the whole nine. 
let's get into this motherfucking interview uh yeah dust brothers let me get that lakey lake Yeah, you are here, tuned in, behind the baller. We are going to continue this auto shit. We in this car shit, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm in the bay currently, looking at the city skyline. And um, I was thinking about some lumpia earlier today. And as I was doing that, I thought, oh, my... You know what? In fact, today, my Uber driver from... Uh, I took Jet Suite to here, and I had the Uber driver, and the Uber driver was Filipino. It's just rare because I don't really get a lot of Uber drivers that are Filipino. And he was uh, he was from the province. And we started talking about a bunch of shit. You know, people always ask, oh, what's your wife's last name? What's the last name? I fucking tell them the motherfucking last name is Marcos. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucking grandma's Imelda. But yeah, so we we're talking shit. Um, anyways, back to the subject. I got two Filipino car heads. They both happen to be from the Bay. They both happen to be Pinoy. And uh, one I've known for shit almost two decades and one I just met this year but uh we're crew let's give a warm round of applause for Mark Arsenal and my man Paul Van Culture yo yo what up guys what's up guys um both you guys have a similar but different and like uh we just start off fuck it Mark what got you into cars um I went to a car show when I was 14 a Volkswagen car show and after that, I was like stuck. That's like, how, how, what year was this? Uh, oh man, a long time ago, dude. Like what year? Um, shit. I would say 80, 85. Oh damn! Hold on, wait a second. Mark, how old are you? Same age as me? Yeah. No, you're not. Yep. No, you're not. Same age. No, you're not, bro. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, I am. No, I'm being serious. Definitely. Okay, so eighty-five. They had Chiracos. Chiracos. But I wasn't. It was a. It was old school Volkswagen. So like like bugs and shit, yeah, whatever. Bugs. I forgot. I remember we we talked about this, and I know you got a bus now. Do you have a twenty one window or is it a regular? No, I got a sliding panel. That's like super rare. Okay. Yeah. Wait. So sliding panel is more rare than a, than a twenty one window. Sliding panels rare. Like. You no, know, I figured that because you you on that fuck three. shit. You know what I mean. You make sure your shit is like on that. But yeah, bro. Back in the day, I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. Even when they made the newer Scirocco, the Scirocco was a was a car. I, I, you know, I never really talk about it too much. I love that car. I also liked an eighty. Eight or eighty-seven, I think, when they had the GTI. Oh, GTIs, my favorite. And I love the um, when they made a couple series. What was what was they made the Jetta? They made the GTI, and then what was the series called? Like like you know, like they had the the AMG, whatever. For Volkswagen had the the Karat. It was a Karat. No, no, the Karat was was something else. I'm talking about. It was the um, like your GTI could be the, it's like the one point six. You know, what I'm talking about it, it was like the top of the line one. Yeah, yeah. Like like wasn't it GTI GLI? That was Jetta. No, it was GTI, I think. You're right. I think yeah. it was a Jetta GTI mm -hmm. or G fucking whatever. Yeah. Anyways, man, yo, Paul, man. So what, what got you into cars? Uh well, I've always been a always been a car head, um, just because actually one of my one of my uncles uh in the Philippines was a mechanic. And uh, you know, I'd see different kinds of cars every time I visit him and uh that's he's really kind of what got me into it, you know. So. Why the fuck are you wearing a parka, bro? It's, it, we're, we're in a room right now. I have to turn the motherfucking... I turned all the air off because it's so fucking... It's like kind of... I mean, it's a little chilly outside. This motherfucker's wearing a goddamn Patagonia fucking Sub-Zero fucking thing like we're in 
Like we're in Eureka, California, bro. Dude, I'm Filipino, man. You know, we got to wear parka everywhere. No, bro. That's not true. They don't even fucking sell parkas in the Philippines, motherfucker. It's never hot. It's never cold enough to. Green Hills, dude. Yeah, Green Hills. Okay, so Mark, man, what what uh, what was your first car? Uh, my first, first car, car was a 1984 BMW 318i, automatic. My it was my mom's first car. 84 was a E30 still. E30, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big bumper. But uh, Paul, what was your first car, man? My first car was actually a Dodge Neon. Uh, Damn, your parents hated you, bro. <laughs> did you buy it yourself or or, or they no, got? Definitely, my parents bought it for me. Yeah. Damn, Dodge Neon. Listen, listen. People be like, hey, man, why are you shaming people who don't have money? Or da, da, da. Listen, fuck you. This is my show. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. But let me tell you something right now. That car, that, what, what year was that? It was 90, I think it was 94, 95. 94 when you got your license? You got that car? Oh, no. I, I wasn't driving yet. Um, they just got the car, but I have it. I wasn't driving. I know. What, what year did you get the car? Uh, yeah, like 94, 95, sometime that okay. day. That car is probably like $800 back then. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> That's like less than fucking dinner was tonight. But I just fuck with him because Paul's a really, really super humble guy. Um, this is for both of you guys, right? So do you think growing up Filipino had anything to do with how you look at cars? Um, I think I think so. I mean, for me, like my dad was into like Camaros and vans. I mean, you know, like he had a Dodge van, orange one, hippie. Right. You know, we grew up in Berkeley. so I never knew that. That's dope. Yeah, he. he there, Where'd you there, go to high school? I went to three high schools. I got in trouble right. quite a bit. Motherfucker, what high schools? <laughs> I went to Sacred Heart. Jesus Christ. Pinole, and then Burlingame High. Went I got straight A's in Burlingame though. Ah, uh, Burlingame. Shout out to Burlingame. Um, you think Filipino, like being Filipino, like grew up like how you look? You know, like did, did it affect how you how you look at cars? Uh, definitely, I think so. Um, you know, I, growing up, I there was a lot of the uh, the cars that they would call manga. Which is mangoes? Yeah, um, and there was a lot of those, like the the little Tercels and the, you know, the little JDM cars that they, they used to drive around in the Philippines. Yeah, right. You know, like in like the early eighties, I want to say like eighty one, eighty two, eighty three. There's when uh, there were Tercels then, but obviously this was the this was the time of the Starlet. There was a Corolla. There was a couple of these cars, and the crazy thing is, I, I'm not exactly sure, but because this is a long time ago, but there was a Filipino dude who lived in this apartment building, and he had, I'm telling you, I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you could look at a car and not understand the imperfections. You could look at a Ferrari and be like, wow, that thing looks amazing. And then you understand what paint correction is, and then you'd be like, wow, you just fucking ruined everything. Now you look at every car with the flaw. Look at everything looks like, man, that shit's fucked up. You got spider webs all over this, and your shit's paint's fucked up. But when I was a kid, to my knowledge, this was the most tits, like, sickest, and I'm pretty sure it was a Corolla, I think they raised Corollas back then, but this is during the real Super Jap days. This is before JDM existed. This was really, truly, if you were into the import scene, you were called the Super Jap. This is the 80s era. And um, they used to raid a Dodger Stadium and shit, all this stuff. But the dude, Filipino dude, had this Corolla and had a roll cage. I mean, this motherfucker was clean, you know? And like, and I just, yeah. recently I went to this, uh, this car show with just everything's there. It could be from, it doesn't matter what the fuck it is, but it's a pretty chills cars and coffee by Griffiths Park and, um, a dude pulled up an RX2, a dude pulled up an RX3, and then a dude pulled up in a Starlet, and I was like, whoa. And all three of them were Filipino dudes. And they were probably like early 50s. Like they knew what time it was. It was like, they're my brother's age, you know? And so when I look at Filipinos in certain ways, I look at them in a real harsh way because one, I grew up around them all my life. Two, I've been in the Philippines, you know, 
numerous times. Um, I have a lot of Filipino friends. I'm married to a Filipino woman, but uh, she doesn't give a fuck about cars at all whatsoever. <laughs> you know, but her dad likes cars and her brother, yeah. whatever. But not all Filipinos like cars. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you're gonna find these groups of people that do certain things. Like, no matter what the fuck you do, even my wife knows just because it's funny. Like I grew up break dancing in my era. You know, so when I play like fucking, I hear Nucleus, you know, jam on oh, it, yeah. wiki, 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 wiki. Yep. And I'm like, babe, you don't know about this shit. And she's like, no, because you don't understand. Like, and then I started watching like, like Filipino comedies and shit on fucking, you know, like on fucking uh, TFC or something, like ABS even. And you start looking and be like, yo, these motherfuckers really still fuck with that breakdance culture. Yeah. Popping do. and everything. And you hear all those old ass songs and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I just started laughing, you know what I mean? Because they've always been in the breakdance. And when I was growing up, it was blacks and Mexicans, but if it was Asian, it was 90% it was a Filipino doing breakdancing, right? Yeah. And then obviously I was one of the rare dudes. So, you know, growing up, it's like so many different things. The ones that like basketball, you know, they're okay, but they're very passionate about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, if you ever say anything bad about fucking Pacquiao, you know, it's a fucked up thing. I don't even really fuck with Pacquiao, but you know, like, I fuck with everything else, but like, you start going against him and everyone just goes fucking crazy. For sure. You know, Joe Coy, um, at one of his comedy specials, he sold out the fucking thing. It was his for his DVD. And at the fucking end of the fucking show, they had like fucking cameras fucking like literally swinging, like professional, like like full blown. Um, what's the shit called when you, Mark, you would know. What the fuck's, what's it called when it's sweeping? When, when they're, when they're, they're floating, when they're, what the fuck is those things called? Like, anyways, like a swing arm all over my head. Oh yeah. And I'm sitting next to Apple and, and Crooks. And Joe Coy goes, yo man, shout out to Crooks. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to fucking App, the app from Black Five Peas. You know what that? He goes, Yo, put the fucking camera on this cocksucker right here. This motherfucker's a Floyd oh, Mayweather shit. fan. Bro, like 95% of them motherfucking, all them nurses from fucking Filipino <laughs> girls, like, fuck you, Ben Baller, you ain't shit. <laughs> but no, so going into cars, the ones that are into it, though, that know, you got the ones who are like, you know, who are driving like the Dodge Neon or driving like the fucking, uh, like, like driving like a fucking Scion and then putting way too much extra shit. Yep. Put a whale tail on the car, like, bro, what the fuck yeah. are you doing, dog? That's why I asked, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, Paul, this for you, bro. So what got you into customizing vans? It really was my family. Um, I, I, there's really no, wow, uh, there's really no way to kind of get around that. Um, you know, it, it was basically the, the next stage of my life, really. And um, I knew that, you know, me and my, my wife agreed that, hey, we're going to have more than one kid so, or, or even more than two or three. And so I said, all right, well, let's just get ahead of it. Let's just get a van. So that way, if, we, if our family does grow, well, then, you know, we don't have a problem moving forward. So um, now, did I know I was going to modify it when I bought it? No. Um, but as I owned it a, f a few months after, I just got bored of it. I said, you know, I, I can't drive this the way it is and I have to do something about it. So um, obviously the hardest part modifying it is getting parts and even figuring out what specs I need to get, you know, in terms of wheels and whatnot. So, but, you know, it, it started from there. What year was that? 2011. Oh, so it was fairly recent. Fairly recent, yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know, um, most of you people probably do. I, I have a, a black, all blacked out Chrysler Pacifica. Um, I've never owned a Chrysler in my entire life. Never in a fucking million years did I even think I'd own a Chrysler ever. Um, I was leaning towards getting a, um, a Benz Metris because when I was with Drake on tour, uh, summer 16 tour, we hit uh, London, UK. And in London and in Manchester, we had the sickest, it's a, I think it's a Class K or Class, no, Class V, sorry. Yeah, Class, class v. v, Mercedes Benz. And he had it completely 
partition, 50-inch UHD screen, coffee maker, fridge, iPad setup and everything. And Drake had uh, two full airplane seats. And I was like, yo, this is this some pimp shit. And I remember we were driving around. We had like a crisis driver. We had fucking 16 security guards in different cars behind us. And I said, you know what? This is something I want to fuck with. And um, around 2013, I met this guy, Busy, and uh, Busy Moto. And he, uh, he had a 1,500 horsepower. He still has it. 1,500 horsepower Honda Odyssey. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then it wasn't until my boy Rob Crooks, he really pulled the perfect happy medium between the VIP and the uh, the Filipino Tito shit. And he got like the real, he got he got a Tito VIP style uh, Honda Odyssey. Yeah. And he put some, um, he put some like gold BBS type wheels on him. He had some, some, some mesh wheels and uh, he lowered it and it looked clean. He didn't go too deep like how you motherfuckers are going, right? And um, most of you people here who, you know, I have so many different different listeners from all over the world, when I had my second child, the SUV is obviously, you know, mandatory. We've always had like an SUV somehow. And, you know, my wife loves the Range Rover. She's partial to it, to the full-size Range Rover. And then um, I got an X5M just to have another small Range Rover, uh, small thing, whatever. And then I got I got bored of it. I hooked it up. I slammed it. That's the difference because it's an SUV. Mm-hmm. And then when we decided to have our third kid, I realized, hey, man, we got to really start figuring out what we're going to do with the third kid. You know, it's, it's, it's an issue. So we got to escalate with the third row. That's like, you know, the most luxurious like SUV you can get with the thing. And, you know, even though I'm driven in black cars a lot or the Suburbans and stuff, I'm going to tell you this real quick. I'm going to be completely honest. I have no idea what it is about it. I don't know why the president, why all these people, governments and um, all the, like, the rappers, singers, celebrities. Okay. Yeah, they look kind of cool. You know what? That car sucks, period. Right? <laughs> the Suburban's whack. The Yukon's whack. The Tahoe's whack. No disrespect to anybody has it. I'm saying when there's so many better options out there, if you want to be boss balling, why don't you jump in a fucking range? Why don't you jump in a Cullinan? You know what I'm saying? Or jump in something sure. that has size. But the third row sucks to move the seat. What a fucking nightmare. And then try to get the kid. And if you have a kid in the third row, fucking forget about it. Especially if they're an actual baby seat, not a booster. It's just a fucking disaster, you know? And you really think about this. And my wife started getting tired of it. So we decided to get a Tesla. When I found out the Tesla had a third row, I was fucking like, whoa, this is amazing. Now, I won't get you, don't get me wrong, I love the Tesla when I had it. I had a P100D. It was the Model X. Um, this was the fastest SUV in the world. And, and then some. I would fucking, you know, I, I fuck around and race. Uh, I was faster than my GT3 RS. This is a fast-ass wow. car. And, you know, um, had I not got locked into it, you know, locked in the car, and we won't get into it in that, you know, but the car was dope. You know, I blacked it all out. It was cool. Um, my boy Ben over at... Um, fuck unplugged performance he's actually located in the same office as, as spacex he made a lowering kit for the car so like you know it was just there's all kinds of things going on there's body kits and uh shout out to uh fuck what's his name god damn it there's these dudes oh man they're from la they they made a sick ass body kit and i actually Sportland? got it was it Sportland? No. no it was like a full-blown my boy uh pterodactics he has it if you're seeing he, he has he has a crazy one so going on that fucked everything up right and up till then the Tesla was beautiful for seven seven people. Did I have a six or seven? No, I had seven seaters. So seven seater was perfect. It was great. That happened. My wife wasn't very fond of the car. So I said, you know what, babe, don't even worry about it. On her birthday, I got her autobiography SVR. You know, that's like a fucking two hundred twenty five thousand dollar range. So I got her the range, full body. The fucking they they changed the they did a refresh, they changed the lights, they changed the entire interior, all LCD. Um, I'm sorry, LED. And um, I said, listen, when do we have all three kids? right? Okay. All three kids will go across in the range. We'll have this. We'll figure it out. Just give me a minute. So one day I, um, I put my money down and bought this, uh, I bought a Metris and it was the Explorer package where it had, you know, kind of like the little TV on the top. Yeah, like it camper. had like a cabin on top and 
whatever. It was cool, and it was all blacked out. The guy already went and powder coated all the parts, and and he uh, he painted the moldings and shit to make all match to body color. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me two months to even pick up the car, and I never picked up the car. So by the time I picked it up, he was like, "Yo, Dom, selling the car." And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I couldn't figure out where to park all the cars in my house. And I figured, I was like, you know what, fuck this shit. So I started searching and I just said, look, I want to find the most luxurious type of interior, has the best of both worlds, everything. And that's how I came across the Pacifica. Mm -hmm. And then I said, listen, there's no fucking way. They make an S-line package where it murders out the whole car. So if you, you know, there's like less colors exteriors wise available, but if you get this car, all the trim, the moldings, the uh, the grill is already shadow lined. It's all blacked out. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this shit. So I grabbed the car. Boom. Um, it was already blacked out, and I already had in my in my mind what I wanted to do. And so I hit up my my boy Mike, who works with Vossen, and Vossen is a shout out to Jav and uh, his sister and uh, the whole whole Vossen family. You know, I've worked with a lot of car companies, and um, I was like, fuck it, you know, let's let's throw some wheels, let's figure something out. Um, let me get some springs first. So. When I went to go look for the springs, I came across an eBay auction and I was like, van culture, okay, cool, whatever. I wasn't thinking twice or anything. So yeah. Mike tells me, he's like, no, do I can get you the, the springs for free. Let me connect with these guys, blah, blah. Somehow, some way, I connect with this dude, Paul, who is here right now on the show. And um, he legitimately went 750 degrees to literally get my car and transform it completely into what I want it to be. And it's like, I'd say it's 90% where I want it to be right now. Mm-hmm. And it just looks, man, I'm telling you, for a fucking van. And you guys, <laughs> I know you guys see me in it often. And um, people probably look at me like, what the fuck? The car has everything, bro. It's I got the full panel roof. You know, it's all blacked out. It has fucking, uh, it's got wheels. You know, the car comes, with that new shadow line package, you get the 20-inch package. So you get 20-inch by 7s all the way around the car. I got a fucking uh, 20 by 10 and a half in the rear now. So yeah. I went up like a big difference, right? <laughs> and I got nine and a half in the front. And uh, you know, we got like, it's like sitting like straight, straight fucking gangster stance. Um, where are my coilovers, bro? <laughs> where the fuck are my coilovers? It's coming, it's coming. So yeah, I'm gonna lower my car. So Paul's car, full body kit, everything. You know, um, it was interesting because the, the Pacifica is not really like a, a how do I say, not a, when it comes to like a JDM thing, no one was thinking about it. I just liked it for what it was. So happens that Paul went there and he runs, founded, you know, Van Culture. And that's a crew with all these dudes who got hooked up vans. And I said, yo, bro, I'm just going to embrace this dad life, this washed up <laughs> life forever. When we got the car, we went on a, that, that Sunday, as you guys all know, Sunday is family day. We got in the car to do our breakfast run. And all seven of us got in the car. And I've never had all seven people get in the car in like five seconds. Yeah. No issues, no nothing. Walking back, you know, they could walk with it, no, without ducking their head. Boom. Everything was fine. Yep. And then it's just like, yo, this shit was smooth. The only complaint I have about the car is obviously the power, right? The lack of power. And like, you know, I'm trying to fucking figure out how we can get some shit. And um, as you guys heard on last week's episode, uh, yeah. Gintani suggested we do a 200 shot of NOS and that motherfucker <laughs> fucking lose that engine. I, but I probably have to go find another car or buy another fucking, um, buy like a fucking salvaged uh, uh, um, charger and yep. take the motor out because I could just fucking push 200 shot all day. There you go, that's it. So um, anyways, where we are now is the the van life is real. Uh-huh. If you Google it and see, it's crazy. These motherfuckers are putting air ride. Like he has full blown airbags on his car. You know, we rolled around on it. It's still to him. It's it's. I'm sure it's perfect to him. To me, I still feel where um, 
things can go wrong. The more things that could go wrong, that's where I don't go. The thing is, you're talking to a dude who slams exotics on the ground, Mm -hmm. and there's more issues. But at the end of the day, there's less shit. I understand a strut. I understand exactly what a spring does. Mm -hmm. I understand how people used to cut springs. People used to heat springs up. I understand every possible way to lower a fucking car and how shitty cars ride on certain things. And I've gone accustomed to, you know, riding an amazing fucking, you know, luxurious two billion dollar technology with air rides on porsches on range rovers on rolls royces and stuff and what you use is a link system to close the linkage up so when you you know when you're you're doing the air ride you could slam it that way which is completely different than getting a full air ride system like an air x or fucking uh fucking uh what the fuck is that air runner air runner what's the other spot universal air no it's another what's that what's a lift no another one what's what's the other one uh, Airrunner? Oh, Accuair. 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 That fucking... Yeah, there's a guy named Ben there too. So anyways, um, this uh, this dude Paul has, like I say, it's full fucking blown fucking air ride in this shit. And uh, I'm, I'm breaking this all down for all you people who like, listen, I know for a fact that three or four homies of mine have gotten Pacificas now because of me, which is crazy. Because that's awesome. fucking nuts, right? Now, as far as for the family goes, cool. Um, to be quite honest with you, when I'm driving my daily driver, which is a V12, you know, 850 horsepower Ferrari, no matter how smooth it is and how much smoother it is compared to um, my Aventador, at a certain point, until you own a V12, and I mean a real V12, I ain't talking about a fucking, I'm not saying, you know, S65 isn't, but I'm talking about when you own a real Italian engine V12 and you're sitting in traffic, you're going to realize how painful that car is going to beat your ass because the transmission will kick your ass so sometimes you get in the van and you just don't want to deal with it sometimes i pull up and i don't really give a fuck anymore and people look at me like what the fuck or you know people have no respect or whatever it may be and then like you could be somewhere and people be like i remember the first time asap rocky got in my van he's like who the fuck soccer van is this shit and blah blah whatever but it's hard to say that shit to someone that's wearing you know a hundred fifty thousand dollar watch and a hundred thousand dollar earrings and you know another forty thousand dollar wedding ring. It's like you know they're like, okay, you got kids. They get it, yeah. right? What made you want to start Van Culture? You know, it actually was uh, it was really organic. If, if there was one word, it was organic. It wasn't something that we decided that you know once I get a van, I'm gonna find a group of people that has the same interest, and then we're gonna build a community, and then we're gonna build a business, yada yada. Basically, what happened from that moment on till now. Um, Everything has been uh, something we didn't expect to happen. Uh, you know, again, it, it it started from you know finding a few people with the same interest, and then us kind of you know doing group buys with companies such as Vossen. Uh, that this is what happened back in the day, and it just grew. It just really grew. Um, we didn't think that there would be that many people interested in what we were doing, um, and you know, just people coming out of nowhere, like saying, "Oh." Oh, that's exactly what I wanted to do with, like what I wanted to do, like <laughs> cool. you know, when I got the van. So, um, and you know, again, we were just surprised. And um, how how big is van culture right now worldwide? About so we have a uh, so I kid you not, but our Indonesian community is actually bigger than our American uh, right. van culture community. They have uh, about almost ninety thousand followers now. Um, and then you know, uh, no, but I'm talking about like okay, how, how big is van culture worldwide? Everything all together. A couple uh, hundred thousand, maybe? Yeah, a couple hundred thousand. Is it bigger on Facebook or is it bigger on Instagram? Instagram, for sure. Because, you know, the Filipinos, like Indonesian Filipinos and Indians <laughs> and shit, they fuck with Facebook heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever yeah. been to Indonesia before? No. 
Um, and that's that's kind of the funny part, you know. Again, it wasn't like you know we we decided, hey, let's go to Indonesia and grow the community there. No, no I'm just saying, have you ever been to before? No. Not okay. Yet. What what's the worst province you've been to in in the Philippines? <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> I mean, bro, you've been to Tondo, Tondo yeah, before. Yeah, that's def- definitely one of the top. Okay, of the so list. imagine yeah. Tondo, right? Yeah. And like, ninety percent of the Indonesia reminds me of that. Shit. I'm saying, like, you know. By the way, shout out to my homegirl Raylene Shah. She's like one of the most famous actresses out there. And, in uh, Indonesia but um, I also actually you know what I'm not even gonna I almost said something wow I almost said some shit that uh, whoa it, it wasn't good uh, there's people that they don't you know like like you know people don't want to like associate themselves with like I don't know political families because sure. of think of how much corruption there is right like yeah. that, listen that's one thing I'm proud of Koreans we, we do a lot of fucked up things and you know Koreans are racist in general you know they don't understand and they stay in Korea and they don't give a fuck if no one fucks with them yeah. they're cool with fuck with themselves you know one thing I notice about Filipinos and being married to one and being anything else, whatever, it's weird. You support each other, but you don't. It's like, it's crazy. The Filipinos will go somewhere else, and then like they they like they support themselves for the shit they have to. Like they're gonna go get their fucking, you know, what I'm saying, go get their adobo or whatever it may be, and anything. Fine, support this because there's not yeah. that many. It's not like you could still like, I mean, how many fucking barrio festivals are there? You know what I mean? Like yeah. how many fucking restaurants and maxes and shit you can go to, right? And um, I, I crack up when I see Filipinos hate on each other, yeah. more so than anything, you know. And I'm just like, I would talk to like the Rob Crooks and all them, be like, yo, bro, the fuck is going on here, dog? Like, how the <laughs> fuck you guys, you guys don't, it don't make no sense. So when I think about that, I think about how you've brought together all the people. Because everyone I met yeah, yeah. in, uh, what was that place called? Is it SR? Or what was it? Uh, RSR. RSR. Yeah, yeah. Everyone that was there from your crew, was everyone Filipino? Uh, mostly. I would say about uh, 80% of them. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like a bunch of potties pull up, man. We're just fucking chilling. And it's just like, yo, man, these motherfuckers are like for real, really like super. There's nobody in your crew that, that was there that day that was on a modern type, like they're not on the hype shit. Like see, Mark yeah. Fatlace is here. He understands because, you know, he was part of, he, he grew up in that culture of streetwear and everything else. And even though he chooses to do his own thing, there's no way you could ever go past him and be on some like, like, how do I say this? If you're really on something like super modern wise, as far as on, on a streetwear fashion tip and you're rocking a little bit of rude, you're rocking some vet months and then you got like some Balenciaga shoes, like Mark's still going to understand that completely. If you do that with Paul, man, Paul is just going to go over his head. And Paul <laughs> wants to know about it, but it's just not going to, and there's, there's a real big difference between how big of a gap there is. Even when I see like Filipino celebrities, right? Um, for instance, Ann Curtis, you know, she's a friend of mine and like Ann, well like, you know, Ann's up on everything across the board, right? Sure. But when it comes to like even some of the higher end shit, you wouldn't believe, dude, Vice Ganda is so much more advanced to it because Vice's st- stylist gotcha. is really keeping up with the shit, you know? And Filipinos always been fucking with fantasy and everything. I know this is a car shit, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm really just going deep into fucking, into the whole Pinoy culture. Yeah. Um, but okay, so you guys, you know, got, got a big uh, following worldwide. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest meet you guys have ever done? Fan culture meet. So, uh, We've had a few here in in the Bay Area because you know really VK started here in, right. in San Francisco. So um, you know actually one of the biggest meets we've had was actually when we did the Vossen video a few years back, right. and uh, that was you know that was insane. That was basically part two of you know what we did years ago, and right. we had like almost more than thirty vans that that, that day, and it was in San Jose, and uh, yeah, it was insane. And um, you guys got to understand, just so I understand this, okay. 30 vans doesn't sound like very much, but I'm going to be real with you. When I do these platinum quick strikes, 
And Mark, have you ever been to Quick Strike before? I was there. I was. I wasn't. I didn't have a car at the time. I was okay. just there. So like when you go to Quick Strike, it's possible to see twenty M threes or something like that, or fifteen M threes, whatever. But if you saw thirty Aventadors in a row, it's it's a big deal. So when you have vans, it's totally different because even if if you have a Sienna and you got you know Odysseys and you have fucking this that and a third, if you get thirty M together, it's not even. It's like you know it's cult level. It, it and the the other thing too is like it's not like when we all park the vans. There's only like thirty people that come out of them. There's like seven people that come out at each. <laughs> oh, what really? They they, like, yeah. they pack them in. We had all our kids because we wanted oh, to do. Oh, you guys make it like family shit. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it, we didn't want to step out of the identity of what van culture was, right? And it's it's family oriented. That's what it's always been. That's no, what that's it's really always cool, gonna be. man. You yeah. know, part of me like I, I do embrace it. You know, I'm a member of VK, but yeah. at the same time, like part of me is just like the fuck is going on with my life bro like <laughs> this shit is just crazy bro like yeah, yeah. like i uh, man, dude i might delete this entire episode because what the fuck am i doing talking about vans and shit like when i you know when it got really bad was when i i posted my van people thought i was fucking around a yeah. lot of people thought i was fucking around but a lot of really cool people like don c um who's like you know kanye's best friend and yeah. also you know don c is a very innovative very respected uh, dude in streetwear fashion and everything. His wife is super into... His wife, you know, is one of fucking Kim Kardashian's homies and she runs around and everything. And she saw the van, she's like, fuck, you know, because they got three kids and like thinking like, yeah. all right, well, you know, what, um, you know, what's the comfort like? I'm in it, but you know, like, girl, you can't be in this car. This ain't for you. But <laughs> it's dope. And I'm posting the picture and it gets insane amount of... it. I can't remember, you know, got 5,000 comments, got, you know... So the more recent picture actually got 100-something thousand likes. Yeah, it's insane. And I started laughing... But what fucked me up is when I look at the hashtags that Paul puts, one said vanning. And I'm like, come on, dog. There's really something called vanning. Like V-A-N-N-I-N-G. Like I just, it just fucking, I, and you know the fucking worst part about it was I refuse to click on the fucking van. I don't want to know what the fuck that shit's going to look like. You know, um. I had to start a trend. Yo, Mark, man. So, yo. um, how many cars do you currently got in your stable now? Um, I have. I think eight right now. Eight? Yeah. Were you at like 11? How many were you at um, one point? Two years ago, I was at 21. Oh, you were at 21? No, yeah. four or five years ago, you were at what, like 15? Yeah, you? yeah. Yeah, I, I, I went a little crazy, but... What, what, what were mostly the ones that you got? Okay, like say for instance, you're at... What are you at right now, you said? Um, eight. Eight. So yeah. what 13 did you get rid of? All Porsches. Oh, you got... That's right, bro. We talked about this. Yeah. So like um, air-cooled, right? All air-cooled, yeah. Yeah. We, well, part of it, see, another thing too is I've, I've told you guys this. If you're able to buy a cool car and you do it the right way, there's profit to be made and you could still enjoy the car. And at the very least, you're able to drive these cars for free because if you break even, it's like, how could you get mad at that? Exactly. You know, you got rid of goddamn 13 Porsches. Goddamn. How many, uh, were, were, were there any of them, were there, so there were turbos and shit? No, there were just all uh, 964s, 993s, early ones. Okay. Did you ever have a 944? Never. But 920. I was looking at them though recently. Yeah. You know it's crazy because even still right now they're fucking dirt cheap. And there was a 2500 bucks. There, there was a certain point when and it was obviously during Scarface, you know, mm -hmm. you're old, if you are my age and you remember when that movie came out and it was a big deal. Yeah. And the crazy thing about Scarface when it came out in the theaters um you know okay, back in the day if a movie did well, no bullshit. You young fucking kids have no idea. I love going to the movie for certain things. But at the same time, if there's a movie I really want to see and it's available on stream that day, which it never would be, um, 
I'm going to watch it at home because I can do what I want to. But then sometimes like, all right, let me focus on the film. Then go to watch a big theater, whatever. But if you remember in the 80s, if you had a film like Back to the Future coming to America, even all the way to the 90s like Titanic, the movie could be in the theater for one fucking year straight. Literally. This is when the economy was good. We, you know, things were good. Now things are just all fucked up. So going on, when Scarface came out in movie theaters, Tony Montana, Al Pacino, he bought a 928 and it fucked a lot of people up. And seeing that car in Risky Business, um, a couple of the things, I remember uh, my mom's friend had one and I was like, yo, shit's dope. Now, seeing one now, I don't get that vibe. No. Seeing a 944 now and watching 16 Candles and seeing it like, you can't front, this was a cool fucking car. Yeah, that was. You know, and you get in one. My boy got one. My boy Mano has one. So, Everything was 9-11s, though, for you. All 9-11s. It was uh, the movie uh, No Man's Land that did it. Yeah. And it's still stuck in my head. Yeah. You know what? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I remember I, um, I met D.B. Sweeney, and I love that movie so much just because, th- you know, that movie wasn't based on bullshit. That, you know, people were stealing Porsches like crazy. They were. Um, I've liked Porsches. I've owned uh, my first Porsche was a 996 C4S. That was in 2000, I think. My next Porsche was in 2005. I had a Carrera GT, which fucked me. Why didn't I keep that fucking car? Probably single-handedly, and I'm talking about a LaFerrari. I'm talking about a fucking F1. I'm talking about F40. I'm talking about the greatest cars made in the world. I cannot say that any of those cars sound better than a Carrera GT. There might not, can you think of anything that sounds more raw or crazy than that car? No. And I almost That's killed myself in that car. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. He died in that car. Anyway, so I had that, and I've had, oh no, okay, I've had three, I have two G33 RSs and a G2 RS. So th- th- I understand why people like Porsches. I think I remember some German teacher was saying, it's not Porsche, don't say Porsche, it's Porsche. And I was like, listen, you shut the fuck up, motherfucker. <laughs> but um, I remember getting into a GT3. Yeah. And I remember I said, let's see what the fuck this, I'm so sick of all these fucking guys, man. I get in the car and I said, holy shit. Okay, this 991 GT3 RS, and my cousin had a 997, and that was a big deal for him, you know what I mean? And then, you know, you see how much the, the Widowmaker is going for and the 4.0 yeah. and everything. I had a, a you know, a 991 GT3 RS. I remember to go see Neek at Period Correct, and I pulled up their dead stock, and I was like, yo, even though this bucket seat is a full-blown 1 million percent race seat, like there's no comfortable way to get in and out of it no but you could drive that car a hundred miles a day 300 miles a day no issues you get in a ferrari lamborghini bro it's a motherfucking nightmare it's actually comfortable you know so you get into a a gt3 rs and you're not you're a decent driver you're okay you instantly become a track star in that car you know all your wrongs are made right you can um understeer oversteer it's just it's it's unbelievable how they made that car so um but the cars that Mark's talking about is I get in the car and drive and I'm like, all right, bro, I drive maybe 60 feet and I'm pulling over like, yo, bro, get th- I can't drive this car, dog. And like, but these dudes, they do it. You know what I mean? Like even getting in uh, some of Rob's cars, oh, yeah. I'm like, bro, you got to be fucking kidding me, you know? Like, but um, let me ask you, has the 912, has that gone up in value? Oh, all? yeah. Dude, you could, you, are you kidding no. me? No. You could have bought them three years ago for seven, uh, Four years ago for seventeen thousand bucks. I thought even less than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean some, but now they're like forty-five to and up, depending about, on how no, many listen, miles. Don't tell me a nine one four is worth any money. That thing's a piece. Oh, those of are shit. worth a lot right now. Are you kidding yeah. me? You can't get them less than fifteen or sixteen. They're all up. 
They're all I like, remember seeing nine, 914s mm-hmm. for four grand forever. Forever. Like, forever. And like, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. But see, like, um, and I know anyone who really collects cars out there, and this is something that's been going on for any, like, it's some new shit. Um, I remember following Jay Leno's, like, car shit in the 80s, and he was big, he's been big, and he's actually a very good driver, by the way. He's a big dude. This motherfucker's head, so if you ever see Jay Leno, bro, he has to get a custom-sized pillow, his hair's head so big. That motherfucker head is, goddamn, that look like a potato chip, bro. <laughs> but the only other person I could think of when it comes to this, and... um. There's just nobody when it it's, it's like John Mayer to, to Rolex watches. It's it's Jerry Seinfeld has always been insane when it comes to Porsche, and and he's had the most sickest, crazy collection, the stupid, rarest fucking cars. I didn't even know what the fuck CXX was until fucking Jerry Seinfeld, and you know what that is, right? Obviously, and like I'm like the fuck is all the in the crazy colors and shit and everything, and then he sold his collection for like 121 million. Was it? How much did he? Crazy money. Over 100 million, right? Yeah. And, and 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 he but. He was only into it for like fucking like 15 mil or something like, or even way less than that. He made mm-hmm. an insane amount of money. So going on, um, do you own any Porsches right now? I have two. What do you uh, got? GT3 RS and uh, I'm sorry? GT3 RS. 997 or 991? Uh, 991. Okay. And then uh, um, just a Cayenne GTS. Oh, so newer shit. Okay. Yeah, I don't have old. old. Have, you, have you driven a 991.2 yet or no? Yeah, I have. Wow, that's a big difference too. Yeah, there is. It's fucking nice. Um, have you driven a GT2 RS yet? I haven't owned one of those yet. Have you driven a 991 yet? Uh, uh, no, I'd love to though. Yeah, you I'm, you I'm, had one though. Yeah, I'm not. It wasn't my thing. GT3 RS. If they made just a fucking 600 horsepower GT3 RS, bro, I don't know what the fuck. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing that could fucking touch it. I mean, the naturally aspirated will it just maxes out at like I think 60 or 70. It's like I did headers, system, everything Shit. tune. You can't really get, and it's just already like max the fuck out. You know. You were one of the first guys to bring RWB to the States. Am I wrong or is that? Yeah, I was the first one. What does RWB sound for again? Uh, it means raw wilt, big riff. It means rough world. But what's the, what's the dude's name? Who, who? Uh, Nakai. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, Nakai. So you brought that over here. If you guys ever understood, if you guys ever seen like these crazy wide body fucking vintage Porsches and um, it has a big RWB, well, it says fucking run out, well, blah, 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 <laughs> push, 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 potato fucking Volkswagen on top of the thing. What what the fuck made you bring do that shit? Um, I just got attracted to it, you know. Like I wanted a wide body Porsche, and um, I went over to Japan and met with them. I tried to email them a bunch of times. They they didn't understand English back then, right? But they're really good at English now. Did you hold on? So RWB is from Japan. Yeah, they're from Japan. And um, so it's like a Liberty Walk, but it's for Porsche. Yeah, exactly. Well, they yeah, pretty much. Do they do anything else besides nine elevens? Just nine elevens. Okay. Explain well, he, actually, he did a, a 348 oh, uh, Ferrari, yeah. Holy shit. So explain to me real quick, right? Your knowledge on that 11 is crazy, right? I wasn't... It's, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I mean, it's all right. I was like, so-so. My brother brother was definitely big into it. He always wanted one, you know. Um, explain to me the year that the 930 came out. The 930 Turbo was what year? Um, it's in the 80s. Well, no, 70, uh, the turbo was like 70, maybe 76. And into like the mid, late 80s, right? Yeah. Okay. What was the difference, what was the difference between 930 and the 911? Well, well, 930 was just, just a badge like saying, you know, it's like turbo, saying turbo. Right. Yeah, but it's really a G-body. Most people call it G-body because when you, say, when you say 930 to people, they think it's automatically a turbo, but it's not. Right. So then you have to kind of differentiate the, the two. Wait a second. Hold on. Rewind, dude. You just fucked me up. You're saying not all 930s are turbos? No. 
But then you just said a 930 well, no, no, is... They are, but people like to refer to that era of Porsches as 930s when uh, no, no, you I'll just say G-Body. Because I remember... Okay, so in... what? Do you know what year? I mean, we're not going to Google this. What year did the 930 stop? Do you remember? Um, I would... I mean, that... Basically, it stopped when it became a 964. Okay, what year was 964 start? Uh, 1989, mid-1989. When the big metal bumpers, once those things yeah. ended, that's when it stopped. Okay, do you remember when they made the third um, brake light, the one that looked like a little, like a little fucking oh, yeah. alien light? Mm -hmm. That was in the mid-80s. That was like 86 or 87 or 89, or was it? Oh, no, it was 89. 964 yeah. came out. Yeah. Okay. Because my mom's friend had a Porsche, and I was like, oh, shit, this was a big deal. You know, we didn't come for any money, so that was a big deal. Um, reason why I'm bringing this up is there was a place in San Francisco here in 1991 when I was playing. When I transferred, I played ball at San Francisco State. There was a place called Custom Car Alarm that was south of Market. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Oh, shit. I used to work at Sound and Alarm on, on Mission. Okay, so they were right there next to Mission. Yeah. So, so mm -hmm. there's the south of Market. This is when... South of Market, you have to be you, only the biggest pieces of shit to be walking down the street, crack addicts, everything. There's no Salesforce fucking tower. This was a fucking, yo, bro, the nightclubs were down there. You were going down there to fucking fuck it, you know, I mean, I don't know, go find a tranny, go find some trouble. So and when I say tranny, I'm not talking about transmission. So <laughs> when I'm talking about um, custom car alarms, it was owned by a Chinese guy yep. and the Chinese family. And the dude had a nine, so it was a 964 then. He had a, a, a 911 Turbo then, and that motherfucker was, that was the fastest car I've been to in my life, you know, like, at that time. What, what happened to RWB? Like, wh where are they now? Well, there's about, I'd say, 300 cars now, from one to 300, and they're still, he's still building them. There's still a six-month wait. Wait a second, hold on. Oh, you mean there's 300 RWBs that exist? Yeah, one guy builds every single one of them, so he has to travel every everywhere in the world basically. so did rob get his from him or did he get it from you did he oh he bought it he bought one of mine rob's was, was, was one of yours yeah i've yeah. been in that car it had like the tan interior right man i gave him a great deal oh you gave him a great deal yeah okay what about uh what the fuck's his name i can't believe i forgot his name is it ethan the white boy who had the all white oh one? oh um what's his name ian no no yeah was it ian kogan is his last name right it is ian isn't it yeah oh anyways Hollywood, whatever was it was his a Hollywood. Okay, he's a big Porsche guy. In fact, I think he might even be a bigger big geek. Now listen, I'm not saying whatever, but he's a very big Porsche geek. Like he might know, like you know, what I'm saying like a carburetor number that you might not know inside that car. For sure, for sure, he's detailed oriented. So did he get his RWB through you, or did he go, just went through? No, I helped him uh, build that one. But it was a real RWB. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay, so on average, Eli. Sorry. Eli, that's what that yeah. fucker's name is, that little motherfucker. <laughs> he's he's came out with us a couple of times. You know Man, what? Man, he's got cars. But we were we were smashing a few times at car meets, and that motherfucker couldn't keep up with us, bro. And you know what it is? Is the older what year was his white one? His RWB. That one is a ninety might have been a ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, bro. That motherfucker couldn't keep up, dog. Well, you know, we're going like real speeds. It's it's yeah. tough. You know, um, do you know Carl uh K Johnston on, on Oh I do know him. Filipino kid. Yeah. When he had his three sixty and he had it lower and everything. This motherfucker would still kind of somewhat keep up with this. So, you know, you got... And remember, dude, he's fucking four foot, what? Four foot ten? I'm motherfucking <laughs> short, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how tall he is, Carl. Listen, fuck you. He's like Lil Duval's height. Um, So RWB's still around. It's it just is. not like a hype thing anymore, but it was like a... It's not hype anymore, which is fine. I think Nakai likes it like that. Which is cool. Yeah. So he's not tripping at all. It's not like hurting his business. No. Have you ever owned a Liberty Walk before? 
No. They, the first Liberty Walk was actually built in my warehouse, though. The, that blue one? Uh, no, it was like a gray one. For, it was built for SEMA. But then they, they, they painted it blue. That was the, that was the first so, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some famous like import uh, like magazine dude took pictures of it early on. Yep. And then it was gray. And then it was, uh, actually it was a uh, Silverstone um, metallic, which is the color of my 458. And then I remember they went turned it blue. Yep. And they went to fucking LTMW and fucking who knows what the fuck happened after that. And then, uh, did you ever drive that car? It didn't work when we were, when it was. I drove that actual car. That thing drove like shit, bro. Yeah. I love Kato. That thing drove like straight fucking doo-doo, bro. I'm telling you right now, my my fucking, I I have a relative who has like a fucking 1987 Accord. (laughs) And that motherfucker, like, you know, the gasoline comes out the air conditioning. Like that motherfucker drives better than that fucking Ferrari did. Yeah, something. And it's crazy because the 458 is one of the best driving cars. I think Eric's is just really not a great I think, yeah, they shouldn't have bagged it. I think that was a problem. When Jack and Rob, well, Rob still has his. He changed it to a GT3 bit kit, but when Jack did his Liberty Walk kit, that had to be the cleanest Liberty Walk I've ever, and his was just on slammed on coilovers. He went full coilover in Novatech, and that bitch drove pretty decent. And me and Jack hit a buck 85 with that bitch with me in it. Damn. But you know, I still want one, but if I do it, it has to be like... I'd want, I love the Mini Cooper. It looks so sick. Yeah. Or um, 360. That could be your kid's first yeah. car. You know, 360 is, uh, is is crazy. So let me ask you, man. Why vintage cars over new? Well, what is it with you like? I mean, you don't really like... The, I mean, I, I've just always loved vintage cars. I mean, I, I ended up getting a couple of new cars just because I didn't want to break down on the freeway anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, do you still got the Hakusuka or no? No. I, I gave that to um, Fernando. The manager for um, that rock group, shit, forgot. Guns N' Roses, what? Yeah, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen what Guns N' Roses are doing lately in cars? Like, I don't get it, bro. P one. Oh yeah. Nine one eight. Yep. The drummer got this. I'm just like, what the fuck? Do you I mean, they have the money too. It's just crazy that they're at platinum. Yeah. And they're always getting their cars done up. Um, you know, uh, I forgot what Neek's partner's name is. He's a dude who owns a print shop. Greg. Greg. I hit up Greg. He had a, he had a GTR. Yeah, and um. He's like, hey, bro, fuck it. You know, if you want to buy it, boom, whatever. And the price wasn't wasn't too bad. Whatever was cool. And it was clean as fuck and whatever. And I get in the car. And I remember I got on the freeway. And I said, hey, dog, I've done enough. He goes, oh, so you want to buy it? I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good, dude. Like, even just that. Yep. And the crazy part was that thing drove better than the Ferrari did. And that thing was, it's a fucking 19, the 62. Oh, 72? Yeah. Th- this, bro, just, it, it looks so good. But it just couldn't. I mean, how much you sell your car for? You know what I'm asking. Um, I sold it for eighty, about eighty nine thousand. And what'd you what'd you pay for it? Like twenty. I paid uh, thirty, under thirty. Oh really? Yeah. I never drove. I was gonna drive yours. I never did it one time. We were in Long Beach. Oh yeah, yeah. Did it drive okay? It mine drove great. I had coilovers. It drove really nice. Yeah. Rob, Rob wanted it, but yeah, no. I mean, he was gonna. Did Did you ever have a um a five ten? I haven't had 510, yeah, but those are want. great cars. I want a fucking wagon. I want a 510 oh, wagon. Yeah. And I want to get like, I want the paint to be as good as the paint on my fucking Ferraris are. Damn. And I want to put some fucking Hoshinos on it, you know. Okay, so with, with van culture, right? Is there a goal that you want to reach when it comes to like the company and everything else? Uh, definitely. I, I think, um, you know, being that it already is a niche community and a niche company. Um, you open I, a shop. Yeah, we op- yeah we just opened up a shop a few months ago, about three months ago, and uh, it's been great. You know, we definitely want to 
take it as slow as we we possibly can. We don't want to, you know, outgrow ourselves or anything. How like many that. bays do you have? Just one. Oh, just one bay. Yeah, just one. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, but we also do have another bay, but it's more for detailing other than you know mechanics. Do you guys serve a fresh mango shake there or no? <laughs> hala hala too. No. Not that. No, unfortunately. No ube. <laughs> no ube. <laughs> Maybe soon. Shit. So uh, is shop doing well? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's definitely. Doing what took uh, you so long to open a shop? I don't get it. it, it like I said, uh, it, it, we didn't never planned it. We never really planned to open up a business, make it a business. It it, it was just going to be a hobby. It was going to be something fun, something to do with people, and that's about it. And but you know, time and time again, um, you know, uh, just like you know, we started working with Toyota, then we started working with Chrysler. It, it's really kind of what led us to where we are now. And um, oh, that's dope. Yeah, hopefully I mean, you know, I have, I, have, I have partnerships with enormous companies, enormous brands, from all the way from Moet Hennessy to Chivas to fucking uh, Nike, K-Swiss, fucking Puma, obviously Snickers, the NFL now and everything else. So, you know, sure. not that, it's crazy that Price is even DM me. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that we could do this. And now I feel like if I decide to do something else with it, now we got to do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? And it Absolutely. benefits all parties. Of course. Um, yo, Mark, let me ask you a question, man. Yo, what's up? Do you still have a brick and mortar shop anywhere? Uh, we actually have a pop-up on Off Fairfax, hundreds old store right now. Oh, would you guys do that? We did it uh, maybe two months ago. You should come by. Oh fuck. Okay, so what happened, bro? Like you, how many? How, okay, at one point, how many fat? How many illa shops did you guys have? We had five illa shops. Where? Um, Hawaii, uh, two in LA, one Orange County, um, San Francisco. Oh yeah, San Francisco. Fuck, that's the yeah. fucking old. It's a new riff. It's a. I'm fucking tripping. I'm, that, my God, my brain is just shout out to Riff. You gotta know Riff's one of my endorsements. Yeah, Riff, Riff's, Riff's there now. Um, bro, what happened, Doc? It just because well, let me let me let me slide out a little bit, and y'all know I bounce around a lot on my on my show. Um, Mark is an innovator. He's one of the. He literally had a completely separate section of streetwear that didn't affect like it was kind of like hundreds in a way, but different. And um, would you say it was it was influenced by car shit, right? Yeah, like car it was. things. Yep. You know, in the import scene and, and that JDM lifestyle, but also with the JDM with a little bit of because you know me, I love European cars, but I love a little bit of JDM in it. I'm not gonna sit there and put, I mean, do I still got squash in my fucking Ferrari? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Air Spencer fucking uh, <laughs> air freshener, but like just I mean, explain. Do you, th you think it was the internet business, or do you think it was just other shit? Like it was. How did five go into a pop up? Well, I think uh, for us, I think retail was was great at the time. I let my I let my leases run out because I just knew that, you know, retail wasn't where it's at anymore. You know, no, everything was internet, everything was internet based, and it seemed like the trend was just like going that that way. But uh, when when we brought our brand to Asia, and that's it's like growing, like we got stores out there right now, and I think um, because people still go to the malls there, you know, yeah. like air conditioning. It's you're like, never gonna stop Glorietta, bro. Yeah, exactly. Or fucking SM. Exactly. You know. Um, Nobody goes to the malls here anymore. No, I know. I mean, fuck, dude. I'm, a lot of people don't even know this. Um, uh, Mark brought me out to the Philippines. We, we opened up. Uh, um, that wasn't even a pop-up. That was actual actual shop back yeah. then, right? Yep. Yeah. We did an illist over there, and um, and we did a collaboration. I fucking always forget we did a Ben Baller collab, but that was 13 or 14. Or was that 12? That was 13. 2013, yeah, yeah, in Manila. It was so crazy because um, I got stuck by fucking uh, at uh, Customs. Because the last time I was there, some dude named Ben Yang, where the fucking chances, bro? Some dude from Ben Yang with American passport murdered, murdered somebody in Manila. He murdered somebody in Manila, and the motherfucker entered the country, never left. So when I left, I had all these motherfucking, um, like the Filipino Muslims, you know what I'm saying? When you see them, like, wearing the shit, I was like, yo, dog, 
<laughs> bro, I was like, hold on. What, what, uh, I was like, where the fuck are we, Sabu? Like, this is crazy. They were on some shit with me. And even my, my wife and the family was really worried. Anyways, I got that shit's been long and gone. Um, but yeah, Mark has been heavy in streetwear and he's not doing like the, the, and it, that's crazy, man. I see so many brands out of the bay now, like so many people. And it's like, listen, dog, I don't mean to discourage you, but don't say you have a clothing brand if you only got t-shirts and hoodies that you're just re-screen printing and whatever it may be. You know, if you got cut and sew or if you got, you know what I'm saying, active wear, or you got pants or anything. Like Mark had a full brand, you know, he had a full line. He was doing accessories, everything. And I respect him for that. Um, what the fuck ever happened to this Playboy collab, bro? You see me, I'm doing major things now. Are we going to do this collaboration or yeah, what? Yeah, man, we should. We should. I mean, I, I'm still working with them right. to, to a certain extent. Listen, everyone Everyone, listen to this episode, man. If you want to see me, I got a Playboy tattoo on me. If you want to see me do a Playboy ca uh, uh, collab, DM me and put Playboy, okay? Um, we'll get you that. Yeah. We'll get you that. We're about to wrap this up right now. I want to ask you something, man. What's the fastest you've ever gone in a car um, that you were driving? And it was an F1 car at Coda in, uh, in Texas. Right. But that was just on a racetrack. You were driving though, right? Yeah. And what would you hit on, on the straight? Uh, one close to 180. That's what you do on the freeway though. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but this was in the rain, so. I, I've done that on the fucking Hayward Bridge, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't drive. I did that crazy. shit on the Hayward Bridge. Like, I, I remember like, I remember racing on the Bay Bridge back in the day. Yeah. And I remember RX3 pulled up next to me and people don't know how fucking fast those cars are. Bro, we're going 110 and this is like 1992 and I'm thinking like, Yo, bro, like to go over 100 was a big deal back then. Oh, you yeah. remember? It was like, whoa, I hit 100, you know? And you go on 110 and this fucking RX3 is like, yeah, what's up? And he's Asian dudes. And I'm like, bro, there's nothing inside the car. They barely had probably two seats. And looking at me, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And I was in a Prelude at the time. I was in a Prelude SI, a new body, 1992. It was like a new car. It was my first new car I ever had in my entire life. And I was like, the fuck is, these motherfuckers are tripping, you know? And like, I think my car would have been like a 137, 140 top speed, but these dudes were like, the way they were going, I know they had more in them. So like one thing I, I said, I was here last week and we're going over the, the, the Hayward Bridge and I was like, damn dog, I remember riding my motorcycle over this thing and open road, you can't just, I'm a motherfucker, just straight smooth. Yeah. But 180, you're, you're a bitch. Uh, uh, Paul, how about you? What's, what's, what's the fastest you ever gone in a car? Uh, it was about 120 on my Evo. Evo Seriously? A. Yeah. Bro, hey, like, you, you're going to laugh at this. You ready for this? I've done 120 on Market Street before, bro. Oh, shit. Like, you guys are fucking crazy, man. What, uh, all right, I got one more last question. What, what's your favorite car in the world? My favorite? I don't know. I, I, I always wanted a, an F1, but, you know. A McLaren F1? Yeah. yeah. Fucking Mr. Bean, fucking, he crashed that car like twice. And what did they sell it for still? I don't know. They sold it for. Like 25, 30 mil, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was crashed. And it was documented because it was like, whatever. And that's Mr. Mr. Fucking Bean, bro. I know. Mr. Bean. Car. What's your favorite car, man? Uh, definitely a Koenigsegg, actually. Oh, Koenigsegg? Yeah. I just love how it, you know, you can kind of like sit Dan in Dan M.I. You hear that? Two, two times in two weeks in a row, motherfuckers mentioned <laughs> fucking Koenigsegg. Um, when you're, how old is your oldest? My oldest is 11, right? Okay. Yeah. So in five years, what do you want to get that? What do you want to get? Uh, is it hit, boy or girl? A boy. Yeah. What, what do you want to get him for his 16th? Like, what, what, what car would you, like, in a perfect world, what would you like to get him for, you know, for his first car? Uh, a Dodge Neon. <laughs> for real? That's a, lot of, that's a lot of character, bro. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, of, of course. I, I That'd wanna... be fucking amazing, bro, if you did that. <laughs> no, I mean, of course I want to get him what he wants. And, um, you know, obviously, 
so you don't know what the fuck that might yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to get him what you know what my kids want, and that's you know, what do you, if you would just imagine what do you think he'd want? I mean, uh, well, he loves um, he loves fast cars for sure. So even though he drives in, he rides in a van every day, um, but um, probably like a Ferrari. He he loves Ferraris. Actually, he sees you like in a Ferrari at sixteen, yeah. <laughs> bro. Come on, man. Yeah, but that's you know. No, it, I get it. I get it. Yeah, get it. maybe like a Civic in real life. To be honest, like a. a I don't know, like uh No, they make the, those bare civics and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um who how old are you this now? My old? Yeah. Uh she's fourteen. She's fourteen. So in two years, what do you want to get her? Like a BMW well, she, or something? No, she said she wants uh she wants my G Wagon. So I'll probably give her that. What your your G Wagon's a little older, isn't it? Yeah, it's a G five five. Right. Yeah. I mean, but it's damn it's a fucking rough drive, dog. Oh, I know. She drives like two miles. Yeah. No, good. I'm saying like have you driven a new one yet? Oh yeah. Not talking about the new one. Yeah, listen, man. The round I, I, body. I've, one. I've had I've had two G wagons. I had a shitty one. I had a fifty five that just was like fuck me. You can't even make a fuck. You couldn't make a U turn in a fucking in a goddamn Costco parking lot, okay? And then I had a G sixty three, and it was a big difference. It was two thousand sixteen. It was like a huge difference. If you get in a twenty twenty G wagon now, that motherfucker drives like a fucking S class. Yeah, that Smooth. thing is fucking no joke, man. Is there anything you guys want to ask me? What kind of cars do you have right now? Because last time I talked to you, there was like, I think five, and they seemed to be all Ferraris at the time. I don't. Nah, know. man, I got, I got, um, so I got rid of my SV. I had an Aventura SV. I got oh. rid. So this year, I got rid of the SV. I got rid of the four x four, and I got rid of my Urus. I didn't even know you had those three. Yeah, I had a four x four, but you know, I don't really post everything on there yeah, because it's not really like something that I, I tell you the truth. Now, I hate that sometimes I'll post something. I'm like, damn, you know what? Well, I got no choice. Anytime someone sees an all blacked out minivan, they kind of know. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I just saw a murdered out minivan. It must have been because no one really has one. So I got the minivan. Um, I got the GTC4 Luso. That's the 2018, right? I got it all done up. Um, we got a, a Range Rover Autobiography SVR. I got a 2020 Ferrari Pista 488, oh. and it it just got slammed. So now it's a it's going inside Gantani now getting a getting a tune and getting a full exhaust system built. But yeah, so I had those. I have those four. And then I have a 69 Chevy Chevelle uh, SS that's just been sitting. Um, me and you were supposed to work on that E30 Vert project, but it just never happened. It's okay. And then I got rid of, like I said, I got rid of the, we got rid of the Urus, got rid of the 4x4. So it was like... You did, how'd you like that Urus? It's amazing. It's just one day, I, it's, it's, it's fast as fuck. Mm -hmm. And I understood why it's so popular because it's so cheap. Now people are like, cheap, that's fucking... For 220 grand for an SUV, they should have made it bigger. They should have used a Q8 format. Mm -hmm. They should have built something that was like maybe Range Rover Sport in between Range Rover Sport and Range Rover Full Body, and then done it real sick and still made, or at least made a Range Rover Sport size. Is it just small like, or something? It, it it feels a little small. It feels even smaller than X5 some ways. Oh. It dries better than anything ever in the world. But I was pulled up, and I'm on the corner of Laurel Canyon and Sunset, and I'm about to go past Sunset, and I look to the left and there's a Chevron station, and I saw an Acura MDX like type car. Exactly. And I said, bro, that shit looks like my car, bro. And you know what? That right there at that moment, it, I was tainted. It just was like, bro, there's, you could see it. And when you see a LMO2 back in the day, you see a Lima. And that was like the nickname for it, right? The Lima. If you see a LMO2 Lamborghini, you think, what the fuck is that? There's no mistake anything. That motherfucker was, and it was like a dinosaur. It's so like, not a dinosaur like as an old. It was just like, people were like, whoa, you're just like, in awe mm -hmm. you know 
you see this car and you're just not in awe whatsoever. Someone has to tell you it's Lamborghini. It's just kind of, you know, yeah. it's cool. And I got a great deal on it. You know what I mean? I didn't lose any money on it. If anything, I made some money. It's cool. Four by four, so much fun, blah, blah, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, this car serves no purpose. But like, you know, now if I was doing some silly shit, maybe. Yeah. And it's cool. You know, SV, again, you know. But I have an SF90 coming in uh, in less than a year. You know what I mean? That's the first, uh, like, major hybrid car that Ferrari's put out since the LaFerrari. And uh, I'll be first delivery on that. Um, I can't think of any... I thought about buying a couple cars this week and I just was like, let me chill for a little bit because I just... Dog, I haven't put license plates on any of my cars and now California's starting to give you the tickets for real now. And um, I was late on my registration payment because I got a custom plate done and the custom plate came in and I got it done like two days ago. So I went to the DMV and I was like, boom. And the the, the registration was due November 20... I'm uh, sorry, September 23rd. It's you know, we're at Halloween now, right? And I was like, what the fuck? Why, why, why did I pay this? Oh, shit, whatever. Okay, it's all good. And they're like, you don't really accept debit or check. That's the DMV. And I was like, ah, bitch, I didn't give a fuck. You know, whatever. I was like, I got a debit card. And she's like, yes, yeah, $3,700. I was like, $3,700? I was like, hold on, bitch. This car's a year old now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it should have been. And there was 1400 in late fees because I was one month late. And I was like, wow. And that's what kind of like was like, I was like, man, what a waste of money. You know, I could have like, that money could have went somewhere else. It was just being stupid. But anyways, listen, guys, we spent over an hour talking about fucking vans and Porsches and fucking adobo. Um, uh, thank you guys for coming on, man, for real. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you, man. We're going to go to Dan Buster's right now and uh, let it out on some motherfucking. Uh, speed um, of light. Well, not just speed of light, but fucking all, all the games, man. Shout out to Dan Buster. Shout out to my boy Popeye. Pop always takes care of me. Uh, but right about now, you already know what time it is. Yo, Miles, you're Jordan. Let me hear some of that Lakey Lake. So I got to thank those guys again. Um, Mark and Paul, Illist, Fat Laced, Van Culture. Um, next week, I'm going to break down every single car I've owned from my very first car that I had to what I'm driving now, my favorite cars. Um, it's going to be some shit because we're not going to have a guest. Um, but there, there's guests lined up. I got, fuck, man, I, I got to get some of these cats on the show. Um, I got some big hitters coming. That Jordan Bill for Wolf of Wall Street is going to be dope. I can't wait for that motherfucker. Yo, Kevin Durant, KD, I'm on your bumper, bro. Um, we missed each other a couple times. Let's let's get this shit popping. I wish I just did that shit in New York. Um, once again, I love you guys, man. This is fucking amazing. Seriously, man. It really drives me to just waking up in the morning and feeling positive about, you know, coming up with more content and just ideas, just things that happen to me. You know, it just it just or things that I want to express, stories I want to share. Forrest Gump story coming up soon, I'm sure somewhere in the motherfucking and we can talk about it it's, and there's four scum stories in my cars you know um but again if you haven't subscribed please hit that subscribe button um tell a friend to tell a friend and i just wanted to leave you with this don't chase the dream create the dream all right study focus work hard lose win all right, y'all. Have a great motherfucking weekend. I'll catch up with you on the weekend wrap up. Miles, Jordan, 
you already know what time it is. At Lake E. Lake. Peace.